Paolo Severini's widow dwelt alone with her son in a small, mean house on the ramparts of Bonifacio. Built on a spur of the mountain, and in places actually overhanging the sea, the town looks across the rock-strewn straits to the low-lying coast of Sardinia. On the other side, girdling it almost completely, there is a fissure in the cliff, like an immense corridor which serves as a port, and down this long channel, as far as the first houses, sail the small Italian and Sardinian fishing boats, and once a fortnight, the broken-winded old steamer from Ajaccio. Clustered together on the white hillside, the houses form a patch of even more dazzling whiteness. Clinging to the rock, gazing down upon those deadly straits where scarcely a ship ventures, they look like the nests of birds of prey. The sea and the barren coast, stripped of all but a scanty covering of grass, are forever harassed by a restless wind, which sweeps along the narrow funnel, ravaging the banks on either side. In all directions the black points of innumerable rocks jut out from the water, with trails of white foam streaming from them, like torn shreds of cloth, floating and quivering on the surface of the waves. The widow Severini's house was planted on the very edge of the cliff, and its three windows opened upon this wild and dreary prospect. She lived there with her son, Antoine, and their dog, Semiant, a great gaunt brute of the sheepdog variety, with a long, rough coat, whom the young man took with him when he went out shooting. One evening, Antoine Severini was treacherously stabbed in a quarrel by Nicola Ravalati, who escaped that same night to Sardinia. At the sight of the body, which was brought home by passers-by, the old mother shed no tears, but she gazed long and silently at her dead son. Then, laying her wrinkled hand upon the corpse, she promised him the vendetta. She would not allow anyone to remain with her and shut herself up with the dead body. The dog, Semiant, who remained with her, stood at the foot of the bed and howled, with her head turned towards her master and her tail between her legs. Neither of them stirred, neither the dog nor the old mother, who was now leaning over the body, gazing at it fixedly and silently shedding great tears. Still wearing his rough jacket, which was pierced and torn at the breast, the boy lay on his back as if asleep, but there was blood all about him on his shirt, which had been torn open in order to expose the wound, on his waistcoat, trousers, face, and hands. His beard and hair were matted with clots of blood.